This is the Are You Screw podcast. So you're a punt guy, really like the punt guy. I stood up to Greg and told him to exit the field of play. Uh, um, I mean, like, yes. The Are You Screw podcast. He's bitty bad. You're calling Eric Legrand a liar. The director of athletics is responsible for selecting the football coach. He's going to play for the Ducks. Tampering. Need agility. Play small lineup of soldiers. We win. The Are You Screw podcast. Everybody! Chop, 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 Everybody! Gaetano Panuccio! I'm back, everybody. The heart and the soul of the show is back. We don't need no guests. All you haters on Twitter, Raj, what's legalese for stay the hell out of your business, all right? JP DeMauro, don't give me your gifs. I don't care. <laughs> Kyle Doctor, yeah, more like Doctor No Shit. I decide to show up when I want to show up, and all of a sudden, I am the boss. So this is the Are You Screw <laughs> podcast. Do the stupid silence hushing thing for what you know, what medium we're on for this podcast. Rutgers.rivals.com. Oh, yeah, there you go. Rutgers.rivals.com. You gave me permission to do it. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So this is the Are You Screw podcast. I'm Mike with, uh, what, what's your name? Are you serious right now? What's your name? Adam. It's Wait, hard to take you, you seriously you? because your headphones are like tangled with your, your sweatshirt uh, ribbon. Like yeah. it, you look ridiculous it right is. now. It's yeah. a good look. <laughs> Uh, so we're doing this. Uh, we're doing this for the first time in a while, all three of us. Yes, you have finally decided to uh, to rejoin the trio. Yeah. Does it feel good? It's a three-legged stool again. Before that was a two-legged stool, and those are weird. They wobble. I feel like this is still a three-legged stool that still wobbles <laughs> <laughs> a lot. Uh, as Mike kind of alluded to, no guest today, just because Mike thinks he's really important, and we don't need a guest today. Although we are going to try and give uh, Danny a call. Is is uh, he's at work right now? So we're going to try and give him a call. We're yeah. taping this in the middle of a Friday. That means we're going to get this out before Rutgers uh, plays Wisconsin this weekend. So you can listen to us over the weekend or you could listen at whatever, whenever the fuck you want to listen at. We don't care. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we're kind of a laissez-faire type of thing. And uh, Max today is rocking the Are You Screw podcast t-shirt that some of you have ordered uh, and have received. Thank you for sending those tweets out. We do appreciate it. Are you taking a um, selfie, Max? No, I'm taking a picture of you with your, oh, okay. uh, your cord. I thought you were up. struggling to take a photo of yourself. No, it's not even pointed at me. At me. Okay. Yeah. I, I do want to say Max doesn't uh, rarely get credit for things, but he did a good job with these t-shirts. Yes, he, he did. Credit for that. Yeah, I, sla- is, uh, I, I slapped the logo on a t-shirt. Yeah. yeah. And Adam is here. It's Adam more than we've done. like he's been sleeping in a tanning bed for the last <laughs> week. I cannot believe how dark you have gotten. Yeah. Was, did you uh, use sunscreen? Uh, I forgot the first couple of days down in Florida, and uh, I felt it. You yeah. are like a Donald Trump level orange. <laughs> no way. I look way better than that. Um, all right. I don't know how to segue out of that from Mike right there, but a lot has been going on the last week or so. And this is still interesting enough at this Oops. point of the season uh, where Rutgers men's basketball is still going to be the focus of this today, probably. Um, you mean we're not going to talk about the spring game? Uh, we can talk about the spring game. Uh, we could talk about um, who's the lacrosse team that's 3 out that somebody women's, wanted us women's to mention. lacrosse. Okay, that was us talking Rutgers women's lacrosse, so congratulations. And other than that right now... Oh, it's not about, by the way, our objection is not wi- to, to the, women's lacrosse, right. it's to lacrosse, lacrosse in, general. in general. If you've been listening to the podcast for a long time, you would be familiar with our general beef with lacrosse. Um, it goes back, I think, in our very first recording, yeah. episode zero, we talked about how we don't like lacrosse. Um, 
I think the most lacrosse content we've ever done was the time we read all of the uh, ridiculous lacrosse names like Shackleford Stanwick. Um, and I and, called somebody four instead of Ivy. Yes. Uh, actually, we found out yesterday, thanks to our, our buddy, a uh, friend of the show, Kevin Fine, he found the video of someone talking about Ivy Stucker, the uh, the lacrosse player. I prefer him to be four I, Stucker. I, I was hoping it was four, too, but his name is actually <laughs> Ivy, the letters Ivy, Stucker. And thus ends our lacrosse oh, coverage for the rest of time. What a douchebag name that is. Kevin Fine? No. Ivy Stucker. Yeah, leave Kevin alone. <laughs> I like Kevin. <laughs> Kevin called us uh, when we did WRSU. Yeah, unlike Mike, who forgot to call us. By the way, what's this rumor going around that we have some issue with WRSU? Did you guys start a beef with WRSU? This was, was going gone? on in our uh, Twitter mentions. Yeah, let me um, let me find it. Somebody um, talk filibuster no, about all, Rutgers all, or all, something. No, yeah. no, no. All, all what happened is somebody called into WRSU at some point and talk, mentioned us in their reference. No, mentioned uh, something about a must can't lose oh, game. Oh, which is us. Yeah. Must can't lose. And <laughs> apparently the host said something to the effect of we don't support anything the RU Screw podcast does around there. And, and that's that hurts. I mean, we're WRSU yeah. guys. Yeah, and, that's, and, that's they, really, and they hear that. That really does hurt. Now, it could be made up. This is from one of our uh, one of our people. Uh, Neil is, is his name, and he, he's, he's a troublemaker. Sounds like a guy who lies a lot. Neil. <laughs> guy's <laughs> named Neil, yeah. I don't trust those people. Yeah. Yeah, so, okay. Well. I prefer my men named Stan. <laughs> oh, or Ivy. Um, or Sit. Or Neil. <laughs> so, right now, Rutgers uh, men's basketball, they are coming off a loss to Michigan. They play Wisconsin this weekend. Um, now we're going to hear all the bubble talk. How many wins does Rutgers need? What's the magic number, guys? What's, what's the magic number for Rutgers? Are they going to be left out? Um, I don't know. What, like, <laughs> they got to win a, a road game. That This is what it comes down to at some point. And... Uh, we've off air many times talked about the joke of a schedule that Rutgers was playing this year and that the fact that they weren't really tested in the out-of-conference schedule and yes, some things flipped around. They didn't play South Carolina this year. They weren't in the Gavit games. Like, all that going on is one of those things right now where... I didn't mute that the, wasn't I didn't mute Max the just got a G-chat message. Yeah, from you. <laughs> I thought you muted it. Are you guys talking shit about me? Sorry, go ahead. No, I said the most incredible video. Right now. The okay. most incredible video. I'll, you have to I'll, watch I'll it. I'll watch it after. Um, so anyway. Maybe to, you could do, we could do a segment where Adam describes internet memes. <laughs> I, I, you know, we'll do this later. But, okay. but basketball, road bubble wins. talk, road, road wins. wins. Yeah, I, I've been on this really since January. I, you know, my point all along has not been that Rutgers can't make the NCAA tournament with only one or two road wins or whatever. My point has been we have absolutely no idea how the committee would handle a team that's only won one or two games away from its home building. Jerry Palm of CBS Sports did the research, and not since 1994 has a team made the NCAA tournament as an at-large team with fewer than three wins away from its home building. And, you know, we're sitting here, based on Rutgers' resume, assuming that if they get one more they would make the tournament. And still, I would be a little uneasy if I were a Rutgers fan because we're still talking about something that has not happened in basically almost the amount of time that Rutgers hasn't made the NCAA tournament. And, uh, you know, no one has made the NCAA tournament with fewer than three road or neutral wins since Bob Wenzel was the head coach. And so you would still be doing something that's unprecedented even if you only get one road win. That being said, based on what people are saying about the bubble this year, you would think if they win... Uh, one of these final four games away from home, uh, the three that they have on in the regular season, and the one of the Big Ten tournament, you would think they would make it. But 
I'm not going to pretend to be an expert and be like, oh, the bubble is really weak. I mean, those are just some regurgitating talking points. And we've had Brad Wachtel on twice now on our podcast. And he keeps tweeting, obviously, because of his Rutgers connection and what he does as a bracketologist. A lot of people were asking Brad today about, you know, how many wins does Rutgers need and what's the what's the combination that's going to kind of make them a lock right now. And even he just said, he's like, we just don't know. You don't know how the bubble's going to turn out. You don't know on that conference tournament Sunday. Yeah, because look, I mean, you've got you've got so many smaller conferences with with multiple bids. Mountain West projected to have two teams. Atlantic 10, three. West Coast Conference, three. American, three. Even the SEC only has four uh, yeah. at-large teams currently projected into the field. So what you could have, you know, you could have bid stealers, and you don't know, you don't want to be close to the bubble, and you don't want to give them a reason. Hey, Rutgers, great season, but no wins or very few wins away from home. I, I want to say these two things. Rutgers wakes up this morning at number uh, 35, I believe, in net. And just looking at the top 60 right now, no team has fewer than four combined road plus neutral court wins. The only Other than Minnesota. <clears throat> Does Minnesota have fewer than, than they have four? two? They only have two. Okay, sorry, I missed that one. And then the next one with uh, with one, like Rutgers does, is number sixty nine, Iowa State. Nice. So that's nice. not a good place to be. Um, well, it's kind of a nice place to be. <laughs> and and additionally, I do want to say to Max's point with the bid stealers, I think what everyone has said about college basketball this year is nobody knows who's good or not. So I think that kind of creates a situation where you could have some teams that weren't supposed to get in the tournament maybe win a conference tournament from the big five conferences on down. And then all those teams that they thought they were, you know, okay on the bubble start to, you know, miss the tournament. And we also don't know, this is now year two of net. And like Brad has told us, we don't know how net is compiled. And we don't know if the committee is treating it differently this year than last year. Like, if it is the end-all, be-all, then as a Rutgers fan, you're rooting for the net to stay within that thir- those 30s, and Rutgers will probably make it, even if they maybe just win one and, and the conference tourney, one conference tourney game, you'd think that that would guarantee them if you're following net, but we don't know what they're going to do this I, year. I, w- I would say this, that last year, NC State missed the tournament with a net of 33, and okay. St. John's made the tournament with a net in the 70s. So, they're using it. But we do not know. It's to not what the end all, that, and it's yeah, not the end all be all. We don't know, and we don't know what. I, again, I don't like. I know the Big Ten Conference is good. I also think it's a little bit overrated this year. To me, it's a lot of like those middle of the pack good teams that like nobody separated themselves. So maybe that just means everybody's good, and that's gonna like. Everyone's like, you can't leave out a ten and ten Big Ten team. Like, huh? Well, you if three of those wins are against Northwestern and Nebraska. You could. Oh, yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I think you can. Like, I don't. I don't. I'm like, I'm not here to be like. Well, if I mean, if you're in this conference and you go ten and ten, I mean, you've got to be in the tournament no matter who you played out of conference. Well, it's like, no. Like, the context matters here. So right now, Northwestern and Nebraska, they don't play each other again this season. They have a combined three wins in conference. So if you do a little bit of uh, very basic math, they're going to finish thirty games under five hundred combined, which means the other. 12 teams in the conference are going to finish 30 games over 500. So your conference record could look a little bit inflated just because of, you know, you, you could end up being 9-11 and 11 in the conference if Rutgers loses these last four. And there's a scenario where they could actually end up playing on the first day of the Big Ten tournament. It's very unlikely because it would require basically all the teams below them to, to win most of their remaining games. But I guess what we're all saying is we have no idea what Rutgers needs to do, which is maybe not why people come here. They want us to have opinions. They want us to say overrated, underrated. I think they're going to make it. I think they're not going to make it, but I I have no idea. Why don't Why don't we combine two segments into one right now? Just real quick, if you play the the music, why don't we play overrated, underrated for Rutgers' chances of making the tournament? Our opinions. Okay, but we're going to play this again later? Yeah, 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 we'll play it later. So we're going to play... Okay. After Danny, right? I think that was the original plan. Yeah, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Okay. All right. Go ahead. 
start off i always want to just hear max whispering in both my ears at once <laughs> uh adam overrated underrated rucker's chance of making the tournament right now underrated I, how do we even answer that i don't know <laughs> what, what i mean it's a simple, what is what is the rating what is of the rating well, of i think the like ba- i think what brad wachtel has them as a nine seed right now everyone seems to think that rucker's is in the tournament definitively someone said they're unequivocally in like if if a few things happen, I think it's overrated. I look at their schedule the rest of the way. They've oh, I get how you're positioning games. it. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to flip my answer to overrated. Okay, overrated is my answer in the terms of we have always known that this schedule was going to be daunting at the end, and we're just pretty much finding out that kind of Rutgers is who the three of us have said they've kind of been all along. And uh, so yeah, overrated because I think that they're they got their work cut out for them. Underrated. You guys are so negative. Rutgers is going to the NCAA tournament. They are going to the Sweet 16. They are going to the Final Four. They're going to win the championship. And what are they going to do? They're going to take that trophy and shove it right in Eugene Omarui's face. You guys are so negative. Rutgers needs to basically win two of the next five games. They'll find a way. Come on. Come on. Do you actually believe that? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, I did not believe they were going to beat Michigan. Yeah, I did I, not. I, I, that's why I I haven't bet against Rutgers much this season. I I did bet on Michigan because that's where that poll came out. Whether or not it was, that was just a businessman move, and yeah, I think it was. Yeah, yeah it was just, good, good Mich- call. Michigan is just a uh, they're a better team than Rutgers. Unfortunately, there actually is a scenario depending on how the rest of the season goes where Rutgers plays Michigan in the first round oh, of the Big Ten tournament, whether it be what you want. a ten seven matchup or an eight nine, and they I would assume would have Isaiah Livers back by then. We don't want that. Michigan is just, it's a bad matchup for Rutgers. That game at the rack the other night that Michigan won 60-52, to 52, if Michigan makes a reasonable number of their incredibly wide-open threes, they win by 25. Like, that game, I know Rutgers was up by nine in the second half, but from that point on, like, Michigan was just killing them. I think, killing them. here's what I would say. Rutgers will win two of their next five if they don't have to play Michigan in the first round in the Big Ten tournament. So I am confident in what you said, that they will find a way to win two out of their next five. But if Michigan is that Big Ten tournament game in the first in the round that Rutgers plays in first, then I don't think they yeah, get Yeah, you're probably it. open, I guess, for Indiana, Minnesota, or Purdue would right. probably be the, one of the teams you're hoping to play in the first round of the Big Ten tournament. But, you know, you, you hope that, like, if Rutgers gets two of these next four, who gives a crap about the Big Ten tournament? Because they're in. Like, yeah. they'll, they'll make the tournament if they, they yes. finish 11-9 in the conference. They would include one road win, we assume, and a, and a win at home against Maryland. Uh, you know, I would almost skip the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, we're not going to play. We're going to rest up. We're going to rest up. <laughs> Just be like, we don't need this. We don't need, we don't need this. We'll take the L. I'm fine with that. Has anybody that's ever never <laughs> and then Rutgers, before? And then Rutgers misses the tournament yeah. for, uh, for forfeiting the Big Ten. It is, uh, yeah, I don't I don't know where the people kind of come. Well, I, I, get, I like the people that have confidence and are like, this team is still going to go to the NCAA tournament. Pat Ford, 40 put out a um, tweet at one point. He was like, yeah, Rutgers is probably going to make it even if they lose out right now. I'm like, no, time out. Yeah, if you, They're not going to the NCAA tournament if one they and 12. go 1-12 on the road and lose out the rest of the way. Somebody today, again, it, it was a Twitter conversation, and most of those are stupid and don't represent a lot of things in life. <laughs> wow. But it's like you can't cite things like strength of schedule and net right now if Rutgers loses out because all those 
especially net is going to decrease. The overall optics are going to be horrendous for how they finish the season. Like they're not going to the tournament if they lose out here. That would be nine, that would be losing nine of eleven yeah. to finish the season. I, I can't imagine they would make the tournament no. if they did that. No I, way. As of right now, if you check Bart. Uh, if you're not familiar with Bart, I, I would describe it as kind of like a, a hipster's Ken Palm type of situation. Free and, I guess we're giving this guy free advertising. Um, it. Whatever, yeah, product. but you can like sort it by so many different things. It's, yeah. it's awesome. Isn't he, he's a, I think I learned this in the uh, Scarlet Spotlight episode. He's a Wisconsin person, apparently. Bartorvik.com. Bartorvik. Yeah. Uh, if you'd like to be the Just official. Google, you'll find it. Basketball efficiency stats provider. Of we're not, we're, we're making him that okay, without, without asking. Anyway, um, so <laughs> according to him, uh, Rutgers is supposed to lose or is projected to lose the three of the last four games. And the one they're supposed to win or their favorites for is the Maryland game at home, which makes me think that's not great. Which I hate that matchup because then you're just you're banking on having like a decent night versus their NBA talent, which I don't like. I well, still they, don't like that. They did just go down and I know they played, beat them. I know. I, I, I'm not here. To, I don't know what's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, we have no idea. I have no idea what's going to happen. But, it's been fun. I'm all in on the people who are like, hey, enjoy the ride. Enjoy. Yes, this is so much it's been better. A great season. This, yes, this is so much better than them being just in the dungeon, the Big Ten, and sucking, and we don't have any interest, and we're trying to find shit to talk about. Like, th- this is fun. I'm not here for the, you know, if we, we could talk about the 1999 season and 2002 and 2004 and 2006. Like, you're just subtweeting people now. No, I'm not. Danny's not the only one that does this. People in Rutgers fans tend to have negative pers- uh, perspective on these things because of what's happened in the past, which is fine to me. Then enjoy this a little bit more because a, I do think this team is better than all those teams, and they're still in a good spot. And like, why be like I'm Mr. Pessimistic. But like, have a little fun yeah, while how, you're like while you're doing how, it. How are you feeling? Like, I I don't know. I, so I, I don't know if like our influences on you has changed you a little bit. It probably has to a, to a certain extent. I mean, I was away for the last week and a half, so two of the games I had to just kind of stream in, in the hotel that I was staying at, and it was just you know I, I thought going in that Michigan was going to be tough. I didn't think they were better than them. Um, they got to the thirty-seven twenty-eight lead, and I was like, okay, well if you know a couple possessions here and they happen to to do things right, they can wind up beating Michigan. Um, in terms of how I'm feeling overall about this team, like it's just a night-by-night basis. Like Sometimes Geo Baker shows up. Sometimes Ron Harper shows up. And like that's who you're going to lean on and try and win two of these next five games. And I can't hate on them because they've beaten Wisconsin. They've beaten Penn State. They've beaten Purdue. Like they have beaten three of those next four teams that they're going to face. So theoretically, sure, it could happen. It's going to be really tough. Nothing would make me happier than obviously them getting to the NCAA tournament. It'd be awesome. But I would be rightfully panicking. Like my panic meter is probably at like a a four or five right now. Okay. I think they're essentially of the four games left, there's two toss ups, the Wisconsin Purdue games. And then I think the Penn State Maryland games, they're there are underdogs for. See, the funny thing, I wonder if you think this too, because you've made this joke before in terms of the rack and, you know, and it's this magical place <laughs> to play and nobody can beat, you know, nobody can beat Rutgers. We saw Rutgers, Michigan go and do that. They beat Purdue earlier in the year. Everybody now, when they talk about the Purdue game, chalks it up as a loss. Mackey, Mackey's so tough. Mackey, like, like, is there, are we just thinking because, like, the Cole Center's a tough place to play and that's who Rutgers, like, Wisconsin, we're like, oh, that's the best matchup. All right. 
Like, does it matter? He, he, here's the thing about talking about sports. Okay, this is why people love sports. This is why everyone love—not everyone loves sports. Most people don't love sports, and they think that those of us who do are stupid and wasting our time, as we probably are. Nobody knows what's going to happen right now. Like the three of us are speaking words into microphones, and you're listening to them. None of us have any idea what's going to happen. I don't know. They could go to Mackey and win by 30. They could go and lose by 50. Now, they're probably more likely to lose by 50 because sometimes Purdue does that to teams in that building. And Rutgers could also go and win. I don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. We Like, I am perfect. I knew they were going to lose to Michigan. Other than that, I have no idea how the last four games... Like, if you ask me to pick of the last five, what's the game that they're least likely to win? It was the game the other night against Michigan. I know that's unpopular Here's... because the rack is the greatest arena in the world and the fans are the most virtuous and the greatest, but... They were never winning that game against Michigan. Yeah. They, they weren't. They were going to win that. One thing we can all have an opinion on, and we should talk about this, mm. what do we think about the Pikesicles? Oh, we haven't gotten to that yet. That's I think right. We should, like, listen, we should get to we that. We got through the day lost to Michigan. They play Wisconsin Sunday. There all is right, a well, little conversation I want to have about Xavier Simpson and shooting, and we'll get to that later. Um, but, yeah, so the Rutgers Athletic Department at the – the game against Michigan in the student section, they gave out these really cool shirts that said 1977 on it, the year the rack opened, and they had a picture of Steve Peichel's face on popsicle sticks. An idea that you first heard here on the RU Screw podcast. We tweeted it out a few weeks ago. It was the day before the Northwestern game, so they couldn't get them done for the Northwestern game, but I think we can assume that you know we added them at Rutgers Men's Basketball. Someone else commented and and added the the marketing people and I'm pretty sure they used our idea and actually quite honestly they stole our idea because they didn't give us any credit for it so that's that's theft I'm gonna say this I don't really care about getting credit I want credit uh, the credit is that it happened at all but I do think it would be funny if one entrepreneurial listener out there decided to Oprah the emails for the Rutgers marketing department Ooh. to see if our names were mentioned or our tweet was shared somewhere in there and someone said, oh, that's a good idea. Let's you go ahead. So and probably don't even need – you could probably just DM Mike Regardless <laughs> and he will t- be honest with us and say whether or not – He doesn't do the marketing anywhere. But he? he will know enough okay. people where we will get I, an, an answer. And by the way, is it our original idea or were we, really, we just took it, was, it okay, from so, talking about okay, what? No, Bob but it's Wenzel. like those movies when you like redo the movie from 20 years ago. <laughs> All right. Like, so, that's what we did. So okay. Bob Wenzel, former Rutgers basketball coach, we had him on before last season. Yes. And he told us about, I think it was the 1989 A-10 championship yep. game. And they, they had something called Bobsicles, which was the same thing. It was Bob Wenzel's face on a Popsicle stick. I don't know if the whole arena had them. No, or just no. The students, just, students just, just made the, them. Students made them. They weren't, and they then weren't given them. A few know, months back, I, I, I had mentioned on the podcast that they should have Pikesicles, like icicles. It doesn't really make sense because it's not Popsicles. But Were you whatever. the first one? I thought it, I was. No. If we're going to do this whole credit game, I no, want credit. I, it, it was me. Pike, Are you sure? Pike, Pikesicles was absolutely my idea. I feel like I did that last year after we talked to Wenzel. Because that's the first so. time I ever heard of Bobsicles. No, nah, I think I'm pretty sure we can go I back. I can't believe you're stealing my idea and then trying to get credit for I wanted, from Rutgers. I wanted credit for us as an idea. Whatever. Oh, Who's now it? it's us. Okay. I, I wanted credit for us as a podcast. I'm still pretty sure it was my idea. The point being that we said, hey, Pikesicles, Icicles, Popsicles, Bobsicles. It's such an easy thing to do. Put his face on a Popsicle stick and boom, they had him. And then Rutgers lost. Now, let me let me play devil's advocate here. Did you uh, kind of lend yourself to a lesser rack experience because when you have a Pikesicle, you are now taking a hand away from yourself from clapping uh, or doing anything they didn't hold them to, the whole game. to make noise and be a crazy... This is your fault. Rutgers lost to Michigan seven, well, because you made the rack a 
easier place to play. They are 17-0 at home when not taking ideas from the RU Screw podcast, and they're 0-1 when taking ideas from the RU Screw podcast. So, well, listen, guys, if you want to try Silent Disco for Maryland, go for it. Everyone wanted to blame <laughs> Everyone wanted to blame uh, Chris Christie for Rutgers is, losing, but it's really our fault. Let's keep doing this again. Uh, we, no, we can blame Chris We always Christie. plug past Chris ep- Christie. episodes. How could you have Chris Christie in the building? How? What, like, what are you doing? There Why? Like, did, Chris, did Chris Christie try to nag Rutgers into winning like he did, did with didn't the want, He didn't search? want Greg Schiano. And now he's in the building. What are you doing? What am I doing? Why are you doing a shitty Seinfeld impression? I'm not Seinfeld. <laughs> I don't know what I am. You're what is either this? either trying to be Chris Russo <laughs> with a mix of Francesca. And, and I was thinking well. like, like he's been a really bad Larry David and he just saw somebody. <laughs> eh. <laughs> it's um, awesome, baby. Okay. Well, anyway, yeah. That I mean, people were blaming Chris Christie for them losing. Him and Chiano uh, shook hands though, so that's nice. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Michigan. Yeah, we, we cut um, off the rails here. I do think I don't care who if we get credit. I just want to see some of our other ideas. Yeah, we had um, Silent Disco. I think Silent Disco would be amazing. Um, Taco what, trucks. What? Although, oh, although cool. I will say. I don't think I've been on since the last time I went to a game, which is um, the Minnesota. Minnesota game. I don't think you've been on since we talked about the marketing <laughs> episode like two years ago. <laughs> I have to say I was really impressed by the new food and uh, drinks at, at the arena, except for the coffee situation. The coffee situation sucks. But nonetheless, everything else seems great. I don't great. think many people go to a basketball arena thinking that they're going to have great coffee. Well, when you come, when you're like me and, and like Max and you are perpetually tired uh, and always in need of caffeine or make other your, kinds of stimulants, coffee. what am I going to do? Bring in a coffee into think, the rack? You could bring a, a live panther into the rack. You could bring coffee into the rack. <laughs> have we tried the panther thing? No, we haven't, we have but you, have you seen how little they pay attention when you walk in? Like, you could bring a live panther into the rack. Uh, if you're listening out there, try the panther thing. We have mentioned this. It was just probably one of the episodes that you weren't on. Yeah, probably. One of the 50 episodes you didn't I want to give credit for them. Or are you talking about the Panther thing? I don't even know. Okay, cool. So I I want to ask a question about uh, Rutgers and their shooting woes and their offensive woes. And I want to see what you guys think about this. I think I texted this to you guys. But Xavier Simpson. Now, we've seen that dude try to shoot free throws. It's ugly. I've never seen anyone with such arc on his free throws. And however... He is a 37% three-point shooter. It would be the second best uh, three-point percentage on Rutgers. Now, do you think that Xavier Simpson is a better shooter than any of the other players on Rutgers? Or is Michigan creating much better looks for their players like Xavier Simpson than Rutgers does? Where, you know, you have Geo Baker shooting under 30%. You have Ron Harper, I think, hovering right around 30%. Akwasi Yeboah having a nice season in, in the upper 30s. But one of the things that's always been startling to us is is Rutgers on offense and just their inability to create good looks. They're pretty good at making contested shots, right? We've seen Caleb McConnell make a lot, though not as much recently. Geo Baker. Now, I I know that people thought we're saying a lot. Oh, he's he's coming back from the injury. I don't know if it was so much that as in recently he has been taking much smarter shots, right? But overall. The Rutgers offense doesn't seem to be creating. I mean, it's not even. I don't think seem. The Rutgers it's offense not. isn't creating as good of shots as Michigan, and I think it's really kind of borne out by the fact that Xavier Simpson, who we know not to be a good shooter, has a higher three-point percentage than anyone on Rutgers except for Aquasi Yeboah. Remember the last time we talked about Michigan after the Madison Square Garden game where I was like, stop hedging and just let Xavier Simpson shoot like wide-open threes and whatnot. Not and like that, though. They no. did it early. Like, that no, was, I'm that just was saying bad. it is in terms because we were like, oh, he's their worst shooter. Like, do, like, just let him shoot. But yet you look at 
kind of their efficiency and their percentage making uh, throughout their lineup. And you're just like, hmm, I wonder what could be the difference. And I think, again, that we've mentioned it many a times before this season. I don't think that this is a underrated um, team talent-wise. Like, I, I just think that everyone's like, they're the gritty underdog and whatnot. Like, I think they are better than people think. They are more talented than people think. And we've talked about this before. The defense is usually fairly good. That is Steve Peichel's strength. The offense is what the offense is. And my personal feeling is that is, at the end of the season, okay, if they don't get into the NCAA tournament, aside from not challenging yourself in the out-of-conference schedule, the next biggest thing that we could talk about is offensive efficiency because they're in games on the road this year where you have to get one of those games and you win those games by being better offensively in those games. Do you think they're more talented than Michigan? Like, I look at Michigan's roster, and, and I know Livers was out, or at least more talented without Isaiah Livers, uh, and they're playing a Castleton, tough. and they've got the Nunez guy, and then they've well, got Wagner, who might... The Wagner guy, is, is... Well, Wagner's really good, but yeah. you know, they've got the guy that might call the big galoot coming off the bench. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I would certainly... I don't think it's as dis- disparate as it would seem Here, based I on think, the shot quality. I think Paul getting. Mulcahy can be just as good of a distributor as Xavier Simpson. Right. He needs to develop a shot because, I mean, like they had the opportunity in the Michigan game. They're playing zone a fair amount. And Paul Mulcahy could have, was at the free throw line a lot of times to break that zone. And he wouldn't take a 12 to 15 footer. Like at some point, you're going to have to do that if you want to be a, a decent point guard in the league. And someone should tell him he's allowed to shoot on consecutive That's what I'm saying. Like, it's just it's a little frustrating sometimes. So I think that there is I'm sure we could do the comparison. It's probably pretty close. Like, I don't think Michigan is head and shoulders above Rutgers talent. They're probably a little bit better. They also they're better, no, they're better, absolutely a better team. I mean, as far no, as like wise. I'm saying, okay. I'm saying talent-wise. And also, it to add to that is I think it gets diluted by the sense that they, they run real no, And Mike, I think you had a good insight on what's wrong with the Rutgers offense. Do you want to share that with us? I had someone who's you know involved in the NBA was at a, watching the Rutgers game, and they just texted me out of the blue, I think, uh, to groan about how bad it is to watch Rutgers offense. And basically, the distillation of what they said was, uh, they don't ever get into the lane and create easy shots that way. And uh, I think that's something that we've been saying for a while, right, is that, you know, they never put pressure on the defense. And and that's something that's easily visible if you watch them even once or twice. And that I think that really, to me, is like if you can't put pressure on the defense and get into the paint, that becomes well, a problem that so, has far-reaching issues. It's so simple. If the plan is going to be pretty much spread out, very little movement, and kind of try and create your own shots. If you're not hitting outside shots, then teams can pack the paint, which Michigan did to a certain extent too, which means you can't find easy looks in the paint because, again, there's no movement. There's no good screening. It just becomes a bigger problem as things go on. So the the offense is as bad in terms of system-wise as I think we all talked about early on in the season. And it doesn't mean... It's been better, I think. They, They have been getting, I think, more open shots than they have in the past. Well, like, here's but it's my question. Still, it, here, like, teams figured out... Did teams figure out how to guard Miles Johnson? Is it this whole tired thing or whatnot? Or are they just not getting better looks from Miles Johnson compared to earlier in the conference schedule? Like, right, can, can we look at those games earlier on and what they were doing well? Miles Johnson was a huge factor in those wins early on in the season. And now... He's not... I mean, he's just been bad, unfortunately. Well, I mean, to me, the key to Miles Johnson was... Um, 
you know, against worse teams, he's obviously able to play better, right? Against smaller defenders, all that, because he can use his size and his length. Um, I, I always thought the best use of Miles Johnson was when they would get into the lane a little bit, create separation from whatever the defense was giving him, and throw the lobs to him. And that really opened up the offense because you had a vertical threat there, and they had to worry about who's around the rim. And I don't think we've seen that as much lately. Uh, to me, like creating shots for Miles Johnson is not the way to go. You don't want to create post-ups, right? Post-ups are not good for Agreed. NBA players. They're especially not good for college centers, right? Like that's never going to be an efficient shot. Um, you want to use Miles Johnson as a threat to get other shots. And I don't think that's been working as much because teams probably know that and they pack around them and blah, blah, blah. Well, one of the one of the problems is is that you look at Michigan and what they're able to do offensively because Teske is a threat to even take the three, right? But when, when Rutgers, you know, Miles Johnson and everything he can do around the rim and finishing, he's not a threat from outside five or six feet. And so what you'll see, you've seen it a lot. These teams are just sagging way off. Anytime Miles Johnson goes up to set that screen, like they're just... They're, yep, they're, go ahead. they're ignoring him because they know that if Miles Johnson gets the ball 15 feet from the basket, while he can maybe make a pass into the corner if someone pops open for three, he's not going to put the ball on the floor or take or even, you know or take the shot from 15, 20 feet. And when that happens, that also makes him less effective as a, a guy diving to the rim because they're already in position, you know, to bump him on the way to be there to stop the lobs too. And so again, that clogs everything up. Yeah, he may get some offensive rebounds, but earlier in the in the season, he was getting the rebounds and they were easier putbacks for him, as you just said. Now teams are. Sagging off him, clogging the lane. He maybe is getting a few, but they're not e- they're not easy looks anymore. But there, there's probably I haven't watched all the games, so I can't say. But there's probably a correlation there. Them playing better teams who have better big men, yeah, right? No, so who no prevent doubt. him from doing all those things that could he they, did against also, the bigs of worse teams? They're also not a they're just not a very good shooting team, and they had some open looks against Michigan, and there were some oh, yeah. atrocious shots. Yeah, I, I mean that so, stuff happens though. No, it does. It's just a little bit more consistent on the Rutgers end. I mean, I'm not saying they're great shooters. What I'm saying is that I'm pretty sure that Xavier Simpson is not better than all the shooters. No, that Rutgers has except all for I think we've that, been that saying all along is that if something was tailored specifically to this talent, I think you can come off with a very efficient system that would allow you to uh, pull away in some games where they've had to maybe play closer games. I, that that would be my opinion. I forget on if it. I, I only uh, talked about this privately with you guys, but or, or if I said it on the last episode, the fact that we Rutgers has you know Steve Peichel talked before the season about all the versatility they have on their roster and they can play small and they can play big. We've only seen them play big. Yeah, we yeah. just we haven't seen it. We haven't we haven't seen them try many lineups without Carter Johnson and Ducor on the uh, on the floor. And we've seen it for a few minutes the entire season. And I'm wondering where it is because I I we got to see it. I, I we have to see it. Why like why would you have all of this talent? They're so long and they're so quick and. You know, give him a shot to this, spread this the floor. Try me. it. I don't understand. I don't. I'm. I'm. I'm getting. I'm getting frustrated talking about it because I don't understand. Try it. Just give it a shot. They're so versatile. You've got all these guys. Give it a shot. Like, come on. It reminds me of the water boy uh, again scene of you know last game of the season. Brent can't hold anything back. He, uh, what's the name? Keeps uh, telling it to Brent Musburger, and it's just a point of like you're now in crunch time. Like, figure something out and try something a little bit differently because now you've been doing the same thing over and over again. It was successful early on. Teams have figured you out. Like, at some point, you have to make an adjustment. You don't at have some to... point, you have to make an adjustment. And one of the things when asked in the past you know, about playing smaller is that, you know, you can't play that way in the Big Ten, right? No one's asking you to do it for 40 minutes a game. Just You don't have to bludgeon people for 40 minutes a game and, and shank people and everything that they're trying to do defensively. You don't have to do that. Like, you can... You sh- it's 2020. Well, here's, here's an interesting but, opportunity of Sunday because the Wisconsin game, and I think, by the way, I think uh, one of the On the Banks guys, I think Aaron tweeted it out too. They had 15 fast break points against Wisconsin. I think 
not every win or in, in conference play, they've had at least I think nine fast break points in those wins. I can't remember the tweet, but yeah. it's just something along the line of again, they have the athletic ability. They can run on teams. You can go small. It's okay to play the whole like, well, what are they going to do defensively? Well, what are teams going to do defensively to Rutgers to counterbalance that? So it, it can't they, always they're so, be. They're so long right. and they get passing lanes and everything. I do think it would be interesting, though. Like, I, I get the fear of not being able to do it for a long time if you're playing small. I do think, you know, if you feel like you're at a talent disadvantage, let's say that's true, um, why not try to force the other team to play fast and that's, to play your style of basketball? Like, if you do that against Wisconsin or whatever, I'm sure they'll be uncomfortable having to play your way, right? Instead of always thinking, okay, the other teams can do whatever they want to us. Like, let's see if we can push the style of play against other teams, you know, against Maryland yeah. or Penn State or whatever. Yeah, because remember earlier on in the season, this was like, oh, they have to get out and run to produce offense. And I know since the beginning of 2020, things have, have gone well. They're they're eight and six uh, since the beginning of January. They've lost four of their last six, and they've they've gotten away. It seems from running that they're they're not just. They're not getting out and running, and well, the big they have to. I mean, J- Jacob Young was a huge contributor early on, and he's kind of Jacob Young. Gone Caleb McConnell hasn't played, hasn't played as well, and and yeah, and one of the things that that I've noticed is that teams are are sagging off a little bit. They're not crashing the offensive glass because it's more important to get back and set your defense and not allow Rutgers uh, to get out and run and force them to run the half court offense, which we just of course talked about uh, how it wasn't great. Um, so we we covered Michigan. Uh, what was the game before that? Oh, Illinois without. Just beat 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 them up uh, without Iowa yeah. Sumo. Yeah, and that's one of those things where again, interesting that a couple of some of the bigger wins this year have come with some people hey, absent. I, you got you got to be saying, you got to be gotta good be, and you got to be lucky. No, yeah, absolutely, and that's why I think there is. I, I don't know what's going to happen if they don't get to the NCAA tournament. I just think out of all we talked earlier about the revisionist history, this would by far be the most painful of any of the years missing out just because they have had one of those years finally where they've been good and they've gotten lucky. Like I'm looking back at those past years and like, as people have pointed out, not great leagues, like again, similar out of conference type schedules, like Rutgers just couldn't figure it out. They're better this year. They found a way to win almost every game at home. Um, Again, the schedule at the end hasn't been at their favor, but they've played, they've won games where kind of things have just gone their way. Like that, this, that's why it would be so painful this year if they didn't you get know, there. I think you're looking at this all wrong, Adam. I, I think for someone who roots for a team that hasn't been in the NCAA tournament for 29 years, why aren't you thinking about it as, holy crap, Rutgers is two wins away from making the tournament instead of this no, I'm defeatist, still, I'm still, no, 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 sad panda point. I said I don't know what's going to happen. If they don't make it, it is worse than the other years. I have confidence in this team. I watched that Illinois game. Like, there really was no pat. Like, I'm like, all right, great. They're playing well. They pretty much got this in control. Michigan, I was like, oh, they're playing. I thought, like, Max, that they would kind of get beat up. They really didn't. And it was, it's was. it been fun to watch. Wait, against Michigan? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they only didn't get beat up because I Michigan know. missed a bunch of threes. Okay, like, but they <laughs> didn't make those shots. I can't, I can't we, change we, the score. What do we think of this uh, This defensive strategy in general because like Mike I, I know you know you know this from, what, leave from, from the NBA but the idea that on defense you have to you have to give up something like you, you can't yeah. defend everything unless you just have a team of defensive freaks you have to give up something and what Rutgers has given up are corner threes and apparently the strategy is or the, the inefficiency is hey if you leave college players open for three they won't make enough of them 
to overcome the benefits that you get from locking down everything inside the three-point line. And it has mostly worked this season, aside from uh, the first game against Michigan at the Garden. It didn't work against Bryant, but Bryant's so bad that they won. It didn't work against Northwestern, but Northwestern is so bad that Rutgers came back and won. And it didn't work against Nebraska because Nebraska's bad and Rutgers came back and won. Those teams knocked down threes at a very high clip, but Rutgers is able to overcome it. And it's worked to this point. I just fear that at some point, some team is just going to run them off the floor by making, you know, 12 out of 25 threes because they're being left open so often. And they're a better team because Northwestern did do that. They made a ton of threes. They just weren't good enough right, to your but, point. But my, my so point they're going to face a better the, team the, that will do that and they will not be able right, to Right, the three back. teams that did it, mostly Nebraska, Northwestern, and Bryant, they were just so bad right. that Rutgers was able to overcome. Right. Uh, maybe Matt, Danny, and I'm not even saying this facetiously can explain the math to me, but I feel like that strategy puts variance in the favor of the opponents rather than Rutgers, right? Because if they start hitting threes, then it's bad news for Rutgers. Uh, whereas even if they're not, you're still giving up open corner threes a lot of the times, even if they hit them at a normal level. Well, the big game to me that I thought that it was just such a glaring issue and one of those things where you just needed a team to miss was Indiana. Like, being there for that game, that was one where the amount of open looks that they gave Indiana, that was one where Indiana didn't hit a three until, like, six minutes left in the game. Yep. Like, and there were a ton of open looks. If Indiana makes, and, and again, credit Rutgers, yes, they, they deserve some credit for when teams are missing threes to a certain extent. A lot of the times, though, as you just mentioned before, Max, they're college basketball players. Like, that's also part of the I equation, mean, yeah, it's not which a- is why I'm like, the strategy can be fine. It's it's worse for this Rutgers team because they really don't have the talent then to then try and outshoot the team down the stretch, which is where Rutgers will but, get into trouble. But they have gone on some crazy runs at the end of games. They, I mean, they, they have. They, they blitzed Penn State. They almost came back all the way back against Ohio State by, what did they do? Oh, they ran up and down the floor. That's what they did, right? They, <laughs> they, 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 they played faster. Yep. Um, that's how they came back in that game against Ohio State. Uh, were there any other, Purdue in the first half? They just they blitzed them. But yeah. we've seen it from this team; they can get on these flurries and they can score a lot of points quickly. So it's not that they they can't come back. But I'm talking about like you know a game where you lose by 25, maybe no, maybe at Purdue because they just knocked down a bunch of threes. And Rutgers is just they're opening them, themselves up to that and have just not been punished for it to this point. Yeah, I, you know what? One of the things about Mike being back, Mike hasn't like. We've been very sportsy. Mike hasn't done the normal Mike thing, which is to well, how about we to get us? How about we call it? It's the work day. We're taping this on the Friday. Yeah. Why don't we call Danny? We're still talking about Rutgers basketball. We'll get his thoughts on everything, and then we'll just do we'll goof around on the back end to finish up. Okay. We'll like we'll do our usual garbage. Okay, can, can so I we're I gonna pretend in? that we haven't already called Danny. That's what we're gonna do. Oh, I thought. Well, I mean, we're gonna. Okay, yeah, we're going sure. to. We're going to. And you're going to hear from earlier when we actually did just call Danny on a whim. We're going to insert Max? that here. Production why do we wise. Gotta, Why do we have to lie to the people? Max, I'm not lying. Max okay, would I be was the lying, worst. And so He's a liar. Max would be the worst wrestler ever. Like he would always break kayfabe. He'd be out there. He'd like make Get some kind mic. of like. Yeah, he'd make some kind of mic, a joke on the mic, and then he'd be like, "It's part of the act." Okay, it's I don't really. I'm not really angry at him. He'd hit somebody. He's like, I didn't hit him that hard." Being honest, Mike, overrated or underrated? <laughs> Let me ask you this. Let me ask you. If someone starts a sentence to you and they say, just being honest, does that mean that they're not honest all the other time? I actually was going to say uh, yes to that. And also Max used a sentence earlier in our text chain today. When any- anybody starts a sentence with look, 
Yeah. It usually means there's some some variance in terms of what I they I started it with mean. a look man. It was a look man. Oh, it was trying to it was trying to be folksy. It was trying to be okay. like cool. Look man. It was a, uh-huh. started with it's a look like man. It's like when somebody goes with all due respect. They Actually, don't mean yeah, that at all. Why don't they, we talk if they to say what look, that, if they say look, does that does that always an indication that the person thinks they're better than you? If they start a sentence with a look. No, it was a look man. Actually, I want to talk about what the content what, what the content okay, of that text ahead. was because it was Mike uh what was the kind? Of, I don't remember. It, it was basically you saying that I wanted Rutgers to miss the tournament so I would yeah. be right about them. About which the I schedule still believe. and net. Yeah, I still believe that you would rather Rutgers look, miss the tournament so you could be right rather than look your man. friends look have man. a bunch of euphoria. Look, look, man. The song that I'm going to make if they make the tournament is going to be incredible. I need to make this song. You know, you know, Danny Breslar being happy, Rutgers basketball fans being happy, all of us, are, you know, being excited to go to Albany or wherever, uh, whatever bad place we at. No. Somebody has them in fucking Sacramento right now. Oh, yeah. Um, my, my my point is, I gotta make this song. Here, I'm making a poll. Would you rather Rutgers make the NCAA's or miss and Max makes a song? No, 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 no. I no, have. He a, said he has a song. No, if, if they, they make they it, too. Make it. I have a song if they make it. No, but too. it seemed like you were more hyped about the one if they miss it. By the way, we uh, they'll, they'll both be good. They'll both be really good. Well, I'm just throw this out there. Or anyway. just say choice three. Don't care. Just want more songs. Uh, by the way, we've heard that groan that Adam. I know. Gave that's before. why I was trying oh. to. Oh. Yeah, but it's different now in our nicer gear. So the. Oh. You really, you really right. hear I threw the it out there. We'll see. Of it. we'll see what happens. All right. Can we insert Danny call right now? Can I have permission from you? I'm I not wonder lie. if he will pick up. I thought we were calling him. By the way, if you want the context of that groan, here it is. Rutgers is 6-30 and 30 against FBS teams oh, in the last uh, four years. He's very bad. Oh, 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 oh. All right. Here's Danny. Welcome to the Are You Screw Podcast, the preeminent entertainment media conglomerate for all topics related to Rutgers University Athletics. Hosted by RU alumni Adam Helfgott, Mike Vorkanov, and Max Shiner, the show looks to provide gritty Scarlet Knights fans and those who for whatever reason are interested in Rutgers sports with a unique analysis of the athletic department and its programs. And also shopping card etiquette. Subscribe today and learn more at twitter.com slash RUScrewPod. And now, here's your hosts, Adam, Mike, and Max. Hello, is Vlad. I have election to tell you. Do you want to buy? Hello? Yeah. Hello? Is this you know, press loud? You know, it's a, you know it's the middle of a work day, Vlad. He's not working in Russia. Yeah, yeah, it's apparently Friday night in Russia. You're a little vodka drunk, probably. It's party time. Disco <laughs> Many vodka. It's 9.30 at night in Moscow right now. He's always I'm part aware. of the time. Yeah, but, but Friday night it started for fake blood. Wait, you were aware that it was 9.30 at night in Russia right now? <laughs> He's always well, 9.30 somewhere. Well, yes. I mean, you don't know that it's eight hours ahead. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> How's your work day going, Danny? It's uh, Friday, and uh, it's Wilder Fury Week, so pretty busy. Uh, okay. Well, you're, you're very um, low right now, so I'm guessing you're physically at your office? I am physically at my office. Okay, okay. He's casual Friday. I have now closed my my office door, which I have one, so. Okay, well, we'll then try and make this quick. I assume you'd rather talk to us even on a Friday right now. Yeah, I mean, I I wish I'd known this was coming. I would have you call my office line first, so. Well, this is way more fun than calling your office line. 
Uh-huh. You could have been anywhere. It's well, it's one thirty. You I, could I be. Th- this could be lunch. Do. This could be subway time for Danny. <laughs> Danny, I Twitter sent me a subway coupon, and I was going to send you the tweet I, so you could have it instead. I actually went to the deli next to my office today. So you'll is that what you're calling subway now? The deli. <laughs> have you stopped going to subway because that's like a third of their business <laughs> how about you, you start talking to me before my boss lands in vegas and calls or something? that's that's true we probably should <laughs> yeah. get this i guess we're we'll just get into this right now would you rather talk subway or rutgers basketball because <laughs> that, i i don't know if i want to talk rutgers basketball if i'm you i don't know man can we just wake me up march 15th and tell me what happens in the final five games I think that'd be preferable well we could tell you what's probably gonna happen but, but isn't this what you signed isn't this what we signed up for danny haven't you tweeted that like 15 times that this is what we've signed yeah, I up have. for it doesn't, doesn't doesn't mean that i actually want to reap the rewards of what i've signed up a- for yet. actually danny this is a good good point for like all of the people that do listen to your podcast um because you guys taped your rutgers basketball segment before the michigan game now that we're right. post michigan kind of where are we at right now well, I mean, I think I, on the podcast, I think I gave sort of the dual scenario of what it would look like, win or lose, um, which is what we try to do when we have to tape in advance. You could just um, tape it after the game. Yeah, gotcha. Um, after the game, uh, at this point, I think that, you know, two wins gets you in, one, you have work to do in Indy. And that's sort of the conversation that's been going on on Twitter today. Um, Steve Politi took umbrage with my use of the word unequivocally, which... In fairness, he's probably right, just because the bubble can move on a day-to-day basis, and so you can't really say anything that's unequivocal, but um, I said it anyway, and I'm going to stand by it. So two and two, in my opinion, gets them in any combination of two wins. Um, I should say two and three, or technically that would be yeah, two and three if they were to... I'm done with math right now. Two and three would be if they won two of these last four and then lost in the first round of the Big Ten tournament or their Correct. first game in okay, the Big Ten yes. tournament. Okay, yes, yes, that works, that works. Um, if they win two of these last four, it means they have at least one road win, a true road win, quad one, uh, plus they would uh, have the win against Maryland at home. Or it could be two quad one road wins, in which case they would be totally in um, and could lose in the first round in Indy. I believe that's enough. If they go one and three in the final four, they would have to end the year two and four um, by going at least one and one in Indy. So that's where I think we stand. And for the people who don't follow Danny's tweets all day, uh, as I didn't, had no idea what he was talking about. Uh, Danny said on the tweets that two wins is unequivocally a lock IMO as it would add one or more non-Nebraska road neutral wins. So that's that's just giving context for the unequivocally. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, no, and I, I think that sums it up. So how do we feel about Michigan? How do you like what happened? Stop. You're a caviar sipper. Let's chill out. We got it. Um, they're a better team. We know that. Um, I think we knew that offensively they just run too much stuff for a perimeter defense in Rutgers that has struggled the last six weeks. Uh, I think that Wisconsin doesn't. I think that Maryland doesn't. And I think that Purdue doesn't. Penn State does. Um, so I think the last four games present opportunities against offenses that are, are more than guardable within the scope of a steep Heichel defense. And that presents an opportunity. So that's that's where we are here on February 21st. So they're in trouble or they're not? Yeah, what's your panic panic, yeah. panic, yeah. Meter? panic level? One, one to ten. Yeah. Uh, ten being the most panicked and one being the least panic, panicked. Where does Danny Breslauer stand right now? 
know if my panic level is fair just because of how life-consuming this whole endeavor has become. Um, but we want you know, yours specifically. Fun. Yeah, you know, talk to me Sunday night. Um, I think right no, we're now actually, okay. We're I'm asking you right now. We're going to release this before the next game, so we want to know. Yeah, I got that. Yeah, you're, 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 you got jokes. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, go with, let's go with a seven. I mean, I think, I think it'd be wow. hard with three out of the final four not being on, you know, being on the road. It, why wouldn't anyone with 29 years of this history, although Mike believes that you should never consider history when considering any acute element of this process, which is entirely ridiculous. I was literally just uh, about to give you some advice, and so I'm going to give that anyway, and that advice is just reading Mike's tweet. So once again, Danny, when revisiting Rutgers basketball history, just remember, the thing to reiterate is that history uh-huh. is not a guide for the uh-huh. future. Phantom doesn't have to be fatalistic because each season and team is its own entity, divorced from a false construction, caged in by lived experience, and nothing else. And tweet. And, and, Mike, Mike, and Mike gets on me for using corporate jargon. I mean, Tool. That was not corporate. Do you understand? Okay, now all right, you brought up. I don't think Danny understands words. <laughs> he uses words. He uses a lot of like, uh, just <laughs> a lot of opaque words that mean nothing. But I don't think he understands words oh. because his response to that was "Okay, boomer," which is not the definition of "Okay, boomer." And I just, I just don't think you understand the definition of the words that you use, and because you use them wrong all the time. Because you use words that don't exist. I mean, that, that's the issue, Mike. Those are all real words. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> I think the great thing about having Mike back is that Adam and I are way too nice to Danny. Um, when we have him on and we're cordial and we'll joke with him, Mike just comes on and just goes right for his throat. And I am here for it. Well, it's, it's, it's because Mike, Mike thinks that he can add intellectualism into all of this. And he just can't because Mike doesn't have the understanding of the guttural panic that people are feeling right now and i get it and i at the same time i also believe math is on rucker's side and they should take a step back and realize that we've never been it's an unprecedented situation even 1999 which i laid out as having far more parallels to this than any other time um even 1999 can't be compared to this This, the team in 99 never got close to this level of national cachet when it comes to the resume no all i'm saying is that because because the 99 team missed the tournament doesn't mean this team will miss the tournament. I, and I, I got that. I'm but not sure. I'm not sure because sometimes you, you think that they are related. Mike, you know, go ask Vlad about history and how it lends to, you know, certain regimes. Okay. So I think at this point, um, there's something to be said for the history of a program, at least at the fan base level, Michael dictating how people are thinking here in late February. Sounds like someone's been reading a little okay. bit of Masha Gessen ahead of these Rutgers games. All I'm saying <laughs> is that I understand why you're worried, but if they miss this year, it won't Masha be because Gessen, they missed oh, that is a, 21 that is a years ago. No one on this podcast will get. I have to imagine. There's going to be that one that person who gets it. There's going to be one. Yeah, I read that book. It was good. Yeah. So that's all I'm saying. I get why you're panicked. I'm just saying I think it's the wrong way of viewing it. You also don't care as much as he does. No one cares as much as he does. <laughs> Pykel doesn't care as much I as he know, does. I don't know, What I will say about this is that I have found that far more people care about Rutgers basketball than I thought. Well, <laughs> who do you, who a, sudden, a high level. Who do you think is more like after that Michigan game, who goes home and is in a worse mood, Pykel or Danny? Danny. I think so, too. I think Pykel has like a glass of wine. No, he's, he seems like a beer guy. He has a nice cold, frosty yeah. beer, and Danny's just like just panicked on the NJ Transit going back. Yeah, you know, I, you know, I got to take the ride back with my brother and a couple of friends. So they, 
there was a, mo- a couple moments of levity more than usual. So, I wasn't alone. I, I guess since you each week you pretty much give us uh, you know your your keys uh, with Wisconsin mm-hmm. coming up Sunday. So what's I mean w- break it down really simple for us. Well, aside from score more you points, you saw them the first time in December. Um, you know it's a very different team now. So I think that's the first thing to say for both sides, right? I mean this whole this whole idea that Rutgers could make the tournament kind of started with that game on December 11th, that whole week of Wisconsin at Seton Hall was what started the idea that, hey, they, they can do this and make a run. Um, now, Wisconsin has changed you know, kind of 180 since then. They added Micah Potter, which was always to be known the Ohio State transfer who um, became eligible at the midseason. And they lost Kobe King, who actually led them in points at the rack uh, in December because he and Greg Gard didn't see eye to eye and he decided he didn't like the direction of the program. So they remain a poor uh, rebounding team that can really shoot the ball from three and are one of the best free throw shooting teams in the country. They struggle in getting a lot of their shots blocked going to the basket um, and they can't guard Theo Baker one-on-one. But they still have Brad Davison. They still have Brevin Pritzel, who can shoot. Demetrius Trice, who can shoot. Aline Ford, who's a little one-dimensional. Um, Nate Reavers is obviously still their go-to guy. If you get him in foul trouble, to go to Potter. Uh, Wall off the bench, but, but not a ton of depth. And not a team that's going to be able to beat you in transition. And they will get back, like Max has said, um, and likely not follow any of their shots so that they can defend Rutgers in the half court which is their strength. Would you say they're a very fundamentally sound team? Uh, I will not. I will not be baited into your race game. <laughs> speaking, <laughs> speaking of fundamentally sound, do you think Wisconsin has the edge because President Trump is really into badgers, apparently? <laughs> uh, is this a swing state joke? I don't, I don't know where you're going. No, it's an actual question. It's a legitimate fact. Google it right now. You're at your computer <laughs> desk, aren't you? I'm Googling. Okay, everybody right now, Mike, Google it. Danny, you Google it. Google Trump and Badgers. Uh, I don't know. My, First yeah, headline. My, my company can track my Google. <laughs> I mean, what? it's not NSFW. I mean, the headline says, in quotes, are they mean? And then Donald Trump obsessed with Badgers new book claims. Huh. See? Huh. How about that? So, Danny, tell us about mm-hmm. Penn State. I know we saw him back at the rack. Um, they Buckers blew him out in the final, uh, what, seven or eight minutes of that game, but Penn State looked pretty good in the first half. Uh, tell us about Penn State and playing at the Bryce Jordan Center. Yeah, up until the loss last week to Illinois, uh, when Iowa just didn't return from injury, they had been the hottest team in the country, um, and I don't think anyone would dispute that. I think they'd won eight in a row. And they've been doing the last few games without Myron Jones, who, in my opinion, outside of Lamar Stevens, is the most gifted offensive player. And he has some mysterious illness that that Pat Chambers says legally he can't talk about. So very interested to follow what that means uh, over the course of the next few games and whether Jones comes back because they're they're a a Sweet 16 Elite 8 type team with Myron Jones in the lineup. Um, Lamar Stevens still remains the toughest cover in the league. Um, he can take you outside and take you off the bounce. He can back you in. Mid-range jumper is, is almost always on the money. Miles Dredd is starting to find a shot a little bit. He makes him very difficult to guard. Wheeler is one of the best defenders in the Big Ten. And why Rutgers is able to win that game, Max, in the fashion that they did, is that Wheeler was in foul trouble almost the entire game. Mike Watkins, John Hara, difficult down low. Hara's much improved from the game when Rutgers saw them in early January. Um, beyond that, Isaiah Brockington, the St. Bonaventure transfer, lefty, always makes him difficult to cover, but 
I, I don't like this matchup for Rutgers. I love the one against Wisconsin. I don't love the one against Penn State, even though the Cole Center, um, by a factor of 100, is tougher to play than uh, than the Bryce Jordan Center. All right, Danny, uh, before we let you go, because we want to let you get back to your super important uh, business things or whatever it is that you do for a living, I still have no idea what it is. Um, I want to ask you, overrated Please. or underrated pasta? Very important. Oh, uh, underrated, dude. Pasta's Under- best. Nice, I mean, nice. Pasta, what about cake? Pasta's best. Cake overrated. Pie? <laughs> pie, depending on the pie, underrated. Pumpkin pie, underrated. Is no, pump- no, you have to make an overall statement. Overall statement for pie. Yeah. Properly rated. <laughs> uh, finally, before we let you go, what's uh, on tap for your Friday night and Saturday evenings, please? <laughs> I have a happy hour this Friday evening with some former colleagues. Uh, tomorrow, I'll be doing taxes with my father, and then uh, I'm on wild as duty for the company. Tomorrow. Sounds like a very fundamentally sound weekend for you. <laughs> <laughs> Well-rounded, for sure. When's the next episode of John Newman's podcast? <laughs> <laughs> we'll be taping uh, March 2nd, the day before the Maryland. All right. Looking forward to it. All right. Well, we'll find out your panic meter after Sunday, Daniel. Sounds like a plan. All right. Have a, have a great day at work. You too, guys. We love you. Say it. Say it, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I still love the part where he had to make sure everyone knew that he had an office. Yeah. That was great. Cool. Now looks inside Echenique on the right block. Faces up on Heron Godi. Kick out past Pettis. Pettis right corner Rosario. Pump fake. Steps in for a three. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Rebound. Pinnock taken away by Chandler. Now he'll drive baseline. Jump stop. Cross court feed. Inman pops up for three. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Gaetano Panuccio. Oh. 46-minute uh, mark. Uh, uh, let me write that down. Should we let's uh, off of it? Why don't you just play the overrated underrated music? Go right into it? Yeah. Sure. You want to stop doing that? <laughs> Team Bloomberg just tweeted, Mike loves Subway. He could eat it for every meal. Oh, my God. Tag Daddy. <laughs> Can I play the music now? You're good. I just want to share that. I think we should leave that in. Overrated. Overrated. Underrated. Overrated. Underrated. Overrated. Overrated. Underrated. 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 All right, so for those of you who are unfamiliar with overrated or underrated, we debuted this segment. It'll fade out on its own app, don't worry about it. Um, last week, it is a great new segment. No one's ever done this before. Uh, you know, overrated, underrated. In sports, this guy is overrated. Mark McGuire is underrated. I don't know why I want Mark McGuire, but I don't know. I was thinking about the Vortex Power Bat, maybe. Oh, that's a poll. Did you ever have a Vortex Power Bat? Do you, or do you remember the Vortex Power Bat? Yes, Any? but I remember the football more. Okay. Overrated or underrated, Vortex Power Bat? Uh, anything of the Vortex, underrated. <laughs> okay. Underrated? I never had the Vortex Power Bat, but I had a friend who did, and it was cool. I mean, it was one of those footballs, too, that you could throw. The like, Whistler. The Whistler 78 football. yards. Yeah. 
Mike is having a real problem with his headset here because, as we mentioned earlier, his headphones are uh, are are tied in with his headset. And now I'm going to say worse. underrated because I never had one. <laughs> now he's holding, now he's holding his uh, headset. I almost died of a coughing. All right, get, yeah, get yourself you will, fixed. Yeah, untangle. There you go. Okay, there you go, Mike. It's Mike's, it's Mike's first episode with the new headsets. And that was so, scary. Somehow it's worse for him than the microphone that you could hear him I playing miss, with. I miss our old time. microphones. <clears throat> I like those. You were so bad at it, though. You, would just, you could hear you playing with it and, you know, doing Mike, untoward things Mike, with our them. New, our new equipment, overrated or underrated? <laughs> overrated. Okay. What's, uh, what's the uh, topics that you have lined up for today, Max? Overrated, uh, underrated? I don't have any, but I figured I'd wing it. Uh, the first thing I'd want to say, so last week uh, uh, we debuted a, a bunch of new animal sounds. We expanded the budget. And when we, uh, oh, when boy. I went to Adam and I asked him, uh, you know, give me some animal sounds to play. And, you know, I played some of them for him beforehand, but, you know, you'd think, hey, I'm going to name some animals that are pretty common, and then Max will have the sound for them, and then I can play them. Unfortunately, Adam said lion, which I have. And then the next thing he said was hippo. <laughs> so, I, so did you do the which, right thing and which get I, the hippo sound? But I didn't have hippo. By the way, the next thing you said was eagle. Also, I have no idea what sound an eagle makes. I think makes. it's like screech, cacaw. No, that's not an eagle. An eagle doesn't go cacaw. I don't think so. The point is that I have seven new... I have seven hippo noises now. So the sound a hippo makes, overrated or underrated, I will now play it for you. That sounds like an evil villain. I'm not going to play all seven. Sounds like somebody trying to like start up their motorcycle. I always like the videos of, of, of hippos when they go and crush watermelons in their mouth. Never Is that your it. thing on YouTube? Yeah. I mean, they're all <laughs> over the place. So underrated or overrated? The sound a hippo makes. Uh, overrated. It's not as good as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, overrated for me, too. Same. Okay. Uh, so the next thing that is overrated or underrated, pasta. Overrated, underrated, you, you or need... remember, if you want to be a dork, you can say properly rated. Uh, pasta would be <sighs> underrated, but I, I like... Like I went to a very nice restaurant when I was away. Homemade pasta. Mm. Love homemade pasta. Where'd you go? Uh, I don't want to say the name of the restaurant because they don't pay us. That's the point. You you do have no, to tell I, us about restaurant X in City Y. That was <laughs> just amazing. I don't want to. I don't want to promote the city either in their tourism. Okay, well, we I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it afterwards. We don't, it have, was to, a we don't have to do. We don't have to be hardcore <laughs> all the time about about this. Like especially places in. I think anyway. State state redacted. I was uh, yeah down. Did in, you already say the state? No. <laughs> I was down in. <laughs> I think it was. Uh, oh, we're I, such capitalists. I think I think Joe. It was Joe Madden as a uh, the, state stake in the restaurant that I was the, at some uh, Italian the time, place. Fifty-one thirty. I'm going to edit out the name of the city Adam was okay. in. Okay. Okay. I'll bleep it out. Okay. okay. But I said the name of the, the. I don't think I said the name of the restaurant. Anyway, no, you didn't. It had good fresh pasta, and it was awesome. Was it the same one with um the brownie, the peanut butter brownie? No. Different one. Oh, that's wow. a, you ate you ate really that's well. That's a well-known steakhouse in as well. I mean, do we want to? I gotta bleep steak? another one. No, I, gotta, I didn't. It, it, I just said steakhouse. I think. Oh, well I know. But I, you said the city again. Yeah, but you. Yeah. I think you also have to uh, bleep out steak. He also said Florida because we don't want to promote one meat over the other. You know what I mean? Like help the beef. Do we want to promote meat at all? Do we want to piss off the pita people? Yeah. <laughs> they already hate me. <laughs> Mike is blocking. I had nowhere to go. Pasta overrated or underrated? I've got pastas overrated. Oh my god! You know how? You know what it is? If I'm ever at a, a restaurant, I don't mm. want to pay 20 bucks for pasta. 
Like I, I mean, it's not, I feel I, like most of the meals for or, pasta are usually on the lower end. I, you know what? I if I'm if compared I'm, to the rest of the menu, I just you know it's 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 convenient. I actually eat pasta a decent amount because I'm lazy. You boil it, you know, you put the sauce. Yeah, a nice but, but fresh cooked pasta. It, it's convenient, but so often I I'm just like eh. I, I just if I'm at a restaurant, I always feel like I can do better. You know what else I feel this way about? That, but that, I don't see, want to I think, I think you're yet. being confused because it. Just because something is more expensive than it should be doesn't mean that it's overrated. The taste of a pasta it's is not delicious. Go- it's not good enough to merit paying that much for it. In That's my fair. View. I mean, it's fine. All restaurant prices cost too much. If we're going to get into this discussion, I do want to ask since we're on the pasta thing, pay the what- waiters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. What's your favorite pasta shape? Uh, I, have, oh, I, I have a distinct oh, favorite. This should be a teardrop. It, next next episode. I have thought about in this. In three months when you're I like, here. Yeah, I, yeah. Li- I like fusilli pasta. Oh, you're the worst. The well, worst. I like fusilli. It's not my favorite, but I, I do like uh, it. Because angel hair is the worst. Oh, yeah. And I think all right. those skinny, long pastas are bad. Oh, I agree. You, you choke on angel hair. Like it, you, you, it's you just choke so on thin. It. It's, yeah. like, it's like you're paper just, mache. Yeah, it's, it's bad. What do you like, rotini? rotini? No, no, no. I'm going to go off the board. Pappardelle. Oh, that's the big. Yeah. 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 Like bow tie. Bow tie. Bow tie. That's uh, wow! Yeah. I didn't see that coming. I'm a bow tie guy. That's a little bit of a childish one, but I like it. I like. I, I like. It. I like how the sauce kind of gets in the little the little nooks there, you mm. know, and it just kind of gets caught. It's just a. It's a very satisfying shape. To what eat. is the best pasta dish that any of you make, or your favorite? That we make? Yeah, like the one that you make at home. Not because nobody, none of us, I think. Let make me ask fresh you: pasta. Do you count eggplant parm as pasta? Because it's always on parm. It's always on Italian I'm menus. Weird. I'm weird. I only like the eggplant that comes from Chinese restaurants. I like Chinese eggplant more than. Uh, Regular eggplant. We're really kind of going all over the we place are. here. We uh, figured we were going to do this. Here's yeah. a question that uh, someone who I know and may be married to just texted in. Is ravioli pasta? <laughs> oh, because there's filling in it. Yeah. Does that... Is yeah, ravioli well, grilled cheese? It's. I would say yes. Yeah? No, I would say no. No? I would say yes to it pasta. Cheese? I was going to say because then it's tortellini pasta. So I like making um, like almost like a homemade hamburger helper. Right, you ground ground beef. You get like the medium of like queso. You just toss it in with some like bow tie pasta or rotini. It's fantastic. As a kid, I was always really grossed out by hamburger helper because I thought yeah. it was like meat in a box. Like I, like <laughs> when I was a kid, I I didn't I didn't I just thought the whole thing was in the box. <laughs> I so I was just like, no, thank you. I will say bow tie a little bit overrated. A nice orecchetti. Underrated. I don't. I don't know all the fancy. What? Give me the 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 layman's here, name. Here, here, I'll show or, you. Or, or, or Ketty. How do you spell it? Uh, it's like a little like a concave pasta. Just tell me what how to spell it. O r e c c h i e t t e. Oh, Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's so it's kind of like the shells you'd get in like a box macaroni and cheese. That's not <laughs> bleep. <laughs> it was the What's bleep what? to bleep. No, Which you have to bleep 50, too. 55, or bleep as in you messed up. <laughs> no, bleep as in I messed up and I'm reminding myself to bleep at 55.30. And me, and me afterward, what's, like what's, two seconds later. You said, you said yeah, the name. I said okay. it, the name of the thing. What's next on the overrated, underrated here that we uh, can think of? That oh. we asked Danny. Um, overrated or underrated cake. Oh. Cake is overrated. Generally overrated, yes. <laughs> you guys are so dumb. But Mike, you recently had a gathering. I did cake, have a, The cake was very good. It was. The, uh, too much icing. See, the, cake the, the icing good. is my favorite part, so there's no such thing as too much nah, icing. Nah, the, the cake part was good. The icing was just, it was too I'm much. More, uh, That's crazy, I man. prefer pie or ice cream or uh, at, the steak, it, at the steakhouse that will not be named, there was a gigantic like peanut butter cup, but it, it was just so good that I would prefer over is, the cake. Is ice cream cake cake or ice cream? Uh, ice cream. 
It's I think in the I shape, I think I agree shape with of you. a cake, but there's nothing about it. Like, what even is this segment anymore? Overrated, underrated. I think this, is, <laughs> I, I, I think this would be our most uh, engaged with segment on yeah. this episode. Uh, most opi- People will have the most opinions coming out of this. That's picture. what I yeah. said, Adam. Engage. I just used the douchey business word for it. Okay. Shout out, Is that why we have Danny on? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anything else overrated, underrated? Uh, you guys are welcome to bring anything to the table. No, because I have actually. Just... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think my addendum off of that cake, obviously underrated, delicious at all times. There's no bad cake. Pie. You forgot properly rated on the poll, by the way. Uh, I'm not letting people take that way good, out. Good call. Pie, pie is, uh, for the most part, underrated. Is pumpkin. Is pumpkin I think pie. it's overrated. Okay. Danny said pumpkin pie. I hate pumpkin pie. I love pumpkin pie, but is that really pie? Like, I, it's not. Like, I feel like a pie has to have, like, a. Like a you you just got to have a top and bottom? A top and a bottom. And otherwise, like I, pumpkin pie is like is almost like a pudding. Yeah, hmm. a pudding is pumpkin pie pudding. <laughs> okay, is pumpkin pie pie or pudding? This well, is our greatest dumbest segment in a very long time. Uh, um, <laughs> Do I have anything to think of? Because I have some just general. Uh, always when I go away, Mike travels a lot more than I do for his job. So I'm wondering if you have these same complaints that I do. Maybe in terms of I don't air know travel. What they are. Um, okay. You're going on a plane, mm-hmm. you go to find your seat, yeah. and you can't figure out which row is yours because the row number is actually over. It's kind, It could be either one, the row that you're looking at or the one behind. The number doesn't line up uh, with the actual seats. I see what you mean. Seats. Well, I, I see. That's very annoying. And then mm-hmm. you have to ask the passengers, hey, is this row 25? But what if they're wrong and they didn't realize? I don't. I don't think I've been in the situation. I was on like a that. plane yesterday where it was it like properly aligned, multiple rows. Like it was confu- It was chaos on the plane. I was about to ask you what airline it was, but then we'd have to bleep Bleep that. Yeah, yeah enough, not enough, enough that. with the airline. But but while we're here, don't we? Are we obligated to have the conversation that has taken the the internet by storm? Well, actually, Our, I want I want to go somewhere else with that. Um, people who so try no to max. yeah, people. <laughs> no, we're not that podcast. Uh, people who try to change seats on a flight that's different than what they ticketed for. We're not gonna do the we're not gonna do the seat reclining like, what, what thing. You, we're not gonna do that. I do want to talk about that. Okay, well, yeah, what do you, yeah, what do you think of those types about. of people? So I think that if you are with your children uh-huh. and they're separated, I saw it again yesterday on my flight where a mother and child were separated from the father, a row in front. Personally, if I was the father, I would have just stayed there. I mean, take take your you know couple hours. Some people of, love their kids. Apparently, some do, and I thought that was a fine way to do it. Um, here, I'll give you an example. Uh, maybe people are going to think I'm a horrendous person. They probably already do. On my flight to uh, my honeymoon, Charlie and I, we did not sit together. That's weird. On purpose? Or? We forgot to book our seats at, in the proper time, so we got shut out. So we were in like seven rows apart from one another. Yeah. And I we, I was like, oh, I'll maybe think about asking somebody. But I was like, no, you know what? I don't want to be that person How that makes somebody flight? 11 hours. <laughs> <laughs> so you just kind of fast forward from the wedding to like 15 years married hours, man. guys it, by the way I recommend anybody doing that for their honeymoon don't Not sit see together each other for on, 11 on the plane hours? take your take your space and then enjoy you, your you, vacation you, together you, you seem to be much like me in my long time female paramour a, a couple hate that, each other not hate each other but like need you your need your, need your time apart from yeah. each other. As do I, but the flight <laughs> to your honeymoon seems like a weird one for it. Yeah, that is that is true. That's so, a lot. Some people are like, let's join the Mile High Club. Adam and his wife were just like, no, no, I don't no. even want to see you no, for a while. Well, like, so did at any point when they go to the bathroom, just stop and be like, hey, hey, wife. I waved once or twice. <laughs> that was about it. Yes, yeah, so, up. 
That's it. Just give us up. Here's what I'll tell you that really annoyed her on that flight. So we both sitting away from you for eleven hours. Not even that. We both had the middle seats because we were so uh. screwed about it. And I had two friends that got into my row in the window in the aisle, and they're like, "Hey, would you mind taking the window?" I'm like, I looked at Charlie. I'm like, I can't ask anymore. We can't switch. I'm good. <laughs> I'm like, I gotcha. So I got to enjoy eleven hours in the window, sleep. She's in the middle of like two people she doesn't know on <laughs> a flight to our honeymoon. I will. I will say this. I'm. I'm like okay switching seats, but if you're trying to take me from an aisle seat to a middle seat, no, don't. no, no, that is rude. Like don't that even. Is, that is rude. Or like, do they have to pay you? Do they like this? Just like I'll we start a barter system. I'll buy you a drink on the plane. Like I don't know if it's a domestic one. Does that make up for it? I don't know. Aisle or window? What do you? What do you? Prefer? Oh, aisle all the time. So I like aisle. I'm starting I don't care. to. I'm starting to change towards aisle for the longer flights because my I'm I'm realizing as I get older my bladder is not holding. Interesting. In oh, shape. you're that guy. You I sit there fine no, no, the whole time. If I'm in the window, I will try and hold it all the way through. Like I don't want to be trample. a person that gets <laughs> please up. Are you but, kidding me? You're like, but I can't no. help it sometimes. So uh, so yes, I'm starting to learn that maybe the aisle is. The I best like. Place. I just feel like you have more space. Yeah, I don't care about like because like if you when I'm in the aisle, I'll be the I'm the guy who puts my foot like in the aisle. And but I like have to move it. I like flight attendant has to ask you to ask. move. Best seat on what are you the looking, plane. You're looking at clouds. There's nothing out the window. No, but like you go over what? like the middle of the country at some when point. When you sometimes. land. No, what? no. Like if you're. It's always cloudy when I fly. Oh, I feel wow. like so. You're just you're, like, you're, you're you got nighttime. that Eeyore vibe where they just follow you around. Person. Uh, okay, so let's talk about it then. Since yeah, this anyway. is taking the internet by storm, should you recline your seat on an airplane? I mean. Okay. Yeah. A thousand percent yes to me. I mean, but then, and, but and that, Mike says this as a tall person. No, but Mike's like six one, six foot. What are you? I'm on? six foot. But the problem with the video that we're all talking about is that he was in the very last row, so he couldn't recline yeah. in response to the woman ahead of so him. So for those who don't know, there's this thing on the internet. It's big on then on Twitter, and people are talking about it. Should you recline your seat on the airplane? Like, is that is that okay? And I, the the weird thing for me is I didn't realize that those three inches that the, the, those seats don't recline like at all. They go back like three inches. I didn't realize it was such a big deal. I think I made this joke to you guys. I did. It's the most the people have talked about three inches on the internet since Brett Favre's dick pic. <laughs> but um, uh, no boing. Oh yeah, that would have been boing. My bad. Uh, I was so excited to get the joke out because I had forgotten about it. Yes. Thank you. Um, it's got to be more of a, like an underwhelming. Listen, everybody should direct their anger at the airlines for this. Yes. One. Not at the, at the people that are in, in the back there. A, first off, you're just such a dude. Like, figure that out. Is it weird in today's day and age? Why does everything have to be, like, recorded at that point? Like, I know it's giving I mean, us something we... to talk about. But, like, just turn around and be like, hey, listen, can I go halfway on the reclining? Yeah. Like, I just need to recline a little bit. I know you pay. You How much did you pay for your seat? Did you get it at a bargain? And that's why you're in the in the last row right now? Like, that that's last not my seat, fault. That last seat is tough, though. Like, that, that, is. Is, that is a tough seat to sit in. It sucks. But, like, who is the person taking the side of the guy who is beating the seat in front of him for the entire flight. Let's like, take on the airlines. Bomb. Everyone, let's take that's on the airlines. Point. We need a revolution. We need to blame these people for packing us more and more in. Don't fight amongst each other. Let's go after, you know, uh, airline bleep or, you know, bleep airlines or bleep air or, you know, whatever. Bleep, bleep. Like, let's go after them. <laughs> that way I don't have to actually I got I've never actually flown bleep, bleep. Oh, you haven't flown bleep, bleep? It, some people say nice things. Bleep, bleep has a really cool intro song or oh, seatbelt okay. song. I don't know if they still have it, though. That's the thing. They're trying to make, like, the those intro songs better now. And, like, it's just never. No one really pays no, attention. No, have you seen the one from formerly bleep, bleep airlines and is now currently bleep airlines? Oh, I think that's a problem with planes is that bleep, bleep 
um, you know, has a merger with Bleep Airlines, I, and now they're Bleep Airlines, and we're all screwed because we have fewer options. Any, but any anyone who knows what I'm talking about, the uh, intro song, the seatbelt safety song of Bleep Bleep Airlines, it was pretty cool. You know the worst is, though, and I, I do want to say, the worst is Bleep Airlines because you will never make whatever your destination is on time because it's always delayed. That's why those are cheap, but they're always delayed like 10 hours. Okay. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Um, to, uh, to, to finish up, I did have a – I have a, a wanker of the week. Oh, cool. So. Nice. Uh, let me just uh, get that ready here. All right. Here we go. Buy me. It's time for wanker of the week. Wank, 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 wanker of the week. Cheerio. Gaetano Panuccio. My email address is hashtag I don't care. I'm going to take you to the bank, Senator Trent. To the blood bank. Protect the football. Finally added to it. I like it. Uh, so this week, my... Uh, it needs, I think it needs to be a little bit longer, but I'll, I'll get good. to that next week. My wanker of the week are the coaches that were cited in a recent article. Uh, the talk around college football and basketball is the one-time transfer rule that is probably going mm-hmm. to come. Uh, both the ACC and the Big Ten seem to be in favor of it. And a college basketball coach was quoted as, this will be the death of college basketball. This is what is going to kill college basketball. The freedom of choice for a player X to just go ahead and leave and go to school Y um, after playing at school X and not have to sit out a year. That is going to be the death of college basketball. So I just want to let everybody know this better be the year that Rutgers makes the tournament because college basketball (laughs) is dead starting next year. It would be pretty appropriate (laughs) if Rutgers makes the tournament the last year of college basketball. It's going to be dead. Deader than dead. Okay. Do you, have, do you have a wanker of the I week? I don't, so give me a moment to scramble and you go you don't, with yours. You don't have to. I know, but I like calling someone out. Max, um, do you have a wanker? I, I don't. Uh, I don't have a wanker of the week, no. Okay. I forgot about this segment to be completely No, you honest. don't have it. Sometimes we have one, sometimes we don't. If it's only if only Adam has a wanker of the week, does that make it an angry Adam segment? Oh, that's we haven't done angry Adam in so long. Are you angry about anything? Is there anything no. on that list of travel stuff that makes you angry? No, no. I, so, I, I got very annoyed at, a little bit annoyed at a woman last night who were waiting by the, uh, the baggage uh, at Newark Airport. And, like, I, I, by the way, Newark Airport is still one of the grossest airports out there. Like, just... They've made Terminal C better. No, no, no. The look of it in some areas is very nice. Terminal C getting redone, but like the bathrooms are disgusting. Like just just clean it up. I know a bit. I don't fly as fly much as you guys. All the I time. love the airport. I I, I I love the airport. I don't know. I mean, you fly a ridiculous amount. But I love the airport. It's I don't know. There's so much going on. People are going different places. I I, I, people I like the energy of the airport. I don't That's know why. Fine. It's weird. I love I the, know airport. the airport. Had energy. It um, does. I, I I love the airport. What Again, else do you I've, like that people hate? What else do I like that people hate? That's almost like my Steve Peichel impression. Remember my Steve Peichel impression of him going to the post office? Post oh man, the airport! I know everyone's rushing, but I'm just there and I'm I'm in line and I'm I just I just love our fans and I love going to the airport and I will and say this about airports. in line and they, you go to the security and and then you know you you, you pay twelve dollars for a coffee, but it's all in the name of capitalism. And, oh man, isn't the airport great? I think we need stricter regulation of the restaurants and airports because they just price gouge everyone and somehow it's okay. Well, same thing about with the sports arenas. Yeah, and I think we need better regulation of that too. Like, why is it, why is that okay that you can charge eleven dollars for a beer, or you All go right, to a coffee, comrade. it's five dollars? 
I'm just getting my Ralph Nader on. I'm, okay? I'm, I'm, I'm just with, getting my I, Ralph I, Nader on. I'm with you. I'm with you, comrade. I'm with you. <laughs> Maybe this can segue to our other discussion this morning on our text chain. <laughs> Which was what? what? <laughs> Not something we're going to do here? Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, is that it? We, we got I, it? I think we're... we're Are we're, we? Something, I, I know we've been we've been talking now for over an hour, but something feels... I don't know. Are we missing anything? Did anything I, did we miss anything? We talked about Pikesicles. We talked about Rutgers men's basketball. We talked to Danny about whatever. And, we uh, mentioned the spring game. We mentioned lacrosse. Oh, yeah, the spring game. <laughs> we did mention uh, the spring game. There was an interesting article that came out on The Athletic... Subscribe to the athletic. Subscribe to the athletic. Um, oh, we didn't. Re- did we? Did we make fun of your ego? I know we did it on Twitter. Uh, in what regard? Yeah, so, we, so we were talking about having a guest on this episode. Right, Mike was Mike was asked yesterday. Um, hey, uh, let's see if Blank will come on. I, I, should we not? I guess we shouldn't say the guest. I don't. I, we I, might still have them on. Yeah, later. I, I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Um, no, I'm back. Fuck guess. They did the blank story. Mike's response, I am the story. <laughs> so you don't show up for so long. You generally are awful when you're on the podcast. You don't pay attention. You repeat things that we said. You're on your laptop. Your phone causes interference with the board. And yet you show up and think you can tell us how to run things around here. I would generally say I'm not awful. I would describe myself as difficult. Um, <laughs> but, you know, when you're the talent, you get to do that. Then we are... are isn't the isn't the, isn't on the talent? Adams the host, and you're the guy who shows up sometimes. I think that was what uh, one of our longtime was. Was that Jordan who brought that yeah. up? Yeah, yeah, but that guy's a jabroni. <laughs> he bought a shirt. We, yeah, thanks, Jordan. Well, he? actually, no, you got to act cost. Pretty sure. So yeah. we we didn't sound like we made money off of it. Yeah. yeah. How many people we made his kid shirts, cry. By the way. Oh yeah, sorry about that, Jordan. I don't have it in front of me. I think it was it was low double digits. I think that's pretty good. Thank you, everyone who buys a shirt and is now out there promoting us, right? Now, uh, they're the ones, like, out there getting new disciples for us. People are going to be like, what's the Are You Screw podcast? These shirts are awesome. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm really happy with how they turned out. You did a good job. Yeah. I mean, again, I slapped, the, the company did a good job. I slapped the logo on a gray shirt. I did do a good job picking the shirt and the shirt color. I think, I think it's a nice gray, um, a nice gray shirt. Yeah. So do we have anything? Is else? that Heather I'll make Gray? sure to tweet out a photo of me and my new Are You Screwed t-shirt. On, and you're on going my on vacation. a family vacation, right? Yeah. Is, is Where are you going? Vacation? All of the, are all of your fa- is all your family going? Or uh, yeah. So that you should get a picture of all of them in the shirts. I, we got you, shirts for all. I have thought about it. Do you like your family? <laughs> I do. Okay. Some people don't like their family. Yeah. Are you sitting? Are you sitting with any of them on the plane? Uh, yeah. That okay, was the leading yeah. question, by the way. I like your family. Uh, the no, ones I've gotten it. to know us. Yeah. I don't know your entire extent of family. I, I, like, I like my family. family. I, like, I, don't know I like Mike's family. Yeah. Um, Some people hate family vacations. Be, it's a small, smaller plane, and both my dad and my brother are, are at, definitely your dad on seems the larger like a side. I love everyone in Danny Breslauer's family, except for Danny himself. Yeah, Danny's the worst you know, of the people in the Breslauer clan. Well, especially now that he's a Bloomberg supporter. Oh, my God. I mean, we saw that coming, though. He's been eating at Subway for years. <laughs> That's a, probably a good way to end it. He's a, he's a, he's a Boomer. Do we, do we have to He's actually, a Boomerberg. Do we have to bleep Bloomberg? Do we? No. We don't want to support one candidate no, 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 no. over another on this no. podcast. Any any Bloomberg supporters out there, those that are taking that $2,500 per month, send some our way. We'll do it. How do we get him to – I will say I was listening to a Levitard show. The, a few weeks ago for the first time and I heard his commercial come on and I was like what the hell and it's, it's everywhere it's weird and I don't understand why we can't get him to advertise on our podcast well, we haven't tried are we do, d- do what do we do we just like send in like a request for money I don't know what we do are we, are we done yeah fuck out of here with Mike Bloomberg and pay the players
Penn State got no satisfaction. Archie Miller said it lacked fun. Many cried. Purdue fried. Hall denied. Eli tried. Bryant got no. Badgers got no. When the fans leave for their car with four minutes left in a real close game and it makes Max want to hurl. He needs the fans to stand up, giving their shrieks while Miles blocks shots and Tez drains threes and there's G.O. Oh, oh, oh. Bay. Kerr with a tray. Lafayette got no satisfaction compared to what's called well. Scored a fraction would have lied if implied in the rack. Court survived. Drexel got no. UMass got no. Instead of watching on TV. Show up to the trap and you might catch a dime from Mulcahy to the newest fan favorite for only one year. Our buddy, a quasi, our coach, likes to say, we were picked dose or DS mas dose. Niagara got no satisfaction. Teams that beat Duke found no traction. Yes, I say that Coach K could not beat SFA. Caleb just flung a lob to Jake Young. When foes land at EWR. Yeah, that's Newark Airport in airplane speak. Head into the trapezoid of terror. And they realize that their future looks bleak. And their underpants now have a brown streak. Northwestern got no. Oh, oh, oh. K-A-A. That game was scary.